What the hell is the name of this thing? Is this Wayne's World? The award-winning Evan Grant. I can't even count anymore on my fingers and toes. Kevin Sherrington. Kevin Sherrington, clown number one. Barry Horn. Right. He tried to get me in mid-shoe. We've got to get a better intro. We really do. Oh, come on. You don't like that intro now? Uh, we need something more edgy for a podcast that's now called Ballsy. Ballsy, yeah. Ballsy. Right. Barry, Delano, you know it's called Ballsy. What do, you, what do you think of that name, Ballsy, Delano? Appropriate. B- <laughs> there we go. <laughs> See? B- All right. B-A-L-L-Z-Y. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Kevin, thanks for yeah. uh, ruining the, uh, the, the intro? big surprise. Yeah. That, oh, my uh, gosh. We are here with Delano DeShields. Uh, for this episode of the Rangers podcast from the Dallas Morning News, Delino, thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, you know, we are uh, right around the same time of year that one year ago you were plucked in the Rule Five draft. Can and I know on on social media you've talked a little bit about what it was like to to be picked by the Rangers and be, be given that opportunity. But can you go a little bit back through what was going through your head at that point in time when when you were left off the Astros roster and, and then the Rangers did choose you? Well, um, initially, um, I didn't think I was going anywhere. Um, you know, I was pretty confident that the Astros were going to protect me. And, um, you know, considering it was my Rule 5 year, I, went, I took it upon myself and I went down to Puerto Rico to, to play winter ball to kind of, I don't know, sharpen up some of my my um, my skills, I guess. Um, you know, get some extra playing time and it actually worked out for me. Um, I didn't really know what to expect from the whole thing. I didn't really know much about it. I just knew, um, you know, when Nationals didn't protect me, I had an opportunity to play in the big leagues and make a make a club. And uh, yeah, the, uh, the Rangers protect or they chose me in the Rule Five draft. And uh, it was funny. My uh, my manager in Puerto Rico, he was the bench coach for Houston, and um, he he left. Um, you know that job or whatever and he was really wanting me to to not get protected by Houston yeah uh, you know people were uh talking to him and you know hope or hoping that I would get left out and um sure enough I did and I went in his office after uh you know I heard the news that I wasn't being protected and he was like jumping up and down <laughs> I was like wow I mean I didn't I wasn't expecting that kind of reaction why 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 I don't know I don't know but well I was, think the, the, he was Hoping he can get picked up by another. Uh, yeah, it was going to give you an opportunity yeah. to play in the big leagues right. immediately. Right, yeah. I think that's that was his main thing. He he felt like I was capable and you know with my tool set that I was ready to play in the big leagues. And you know if I got protected, I wouldn't be in the big leagues probably this year. I could have been. Right. Uh, the chances, you know, were not as likely as you know being selected in Rule Five. So um, he was really excited for me and. Um, you know, I found out I got selected um, third pick in the Rule 5, and, um, you know, it was a blessing. I was really excited to get started. Um, it was kind of bittersweet, but I'm very happy uh, where I am now. You you got more comfortable over the course of the year talking about that it did it did kind of propel you and lead to a little bit of a, I don't want to say chip on your shoulder, but I, I think you did play with a little bit of wanting to prove yourself to, the, to, to them, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, you know, I go out every day and I try to prove something um, if I haven't already. Um, I never feel comfortable. Um, I'm always out trying to, you know, beat the guy in front of me or beat the guy next to me. Uh, whoever's playing center field that day, I want to do better than them. Um, that's just how I've always been how I've been raised 
And um, yeah, I like challenges. And I knew this year was going to be a challenge for me. Um, not playing uh, ball above double A. Um, but I trust in my abilities. I trust in the people around me. And um, it gave me a lot of confidence going into this year and, you know, and in how I, how I did. So, Delano, you know, one of the things that impressed me this year was that you kind of changed your game a little bit because uh, you, you had power. You had power in the minor leagues besides your speed. Uh, but you really adjusted as a leadoff hitter, yeah. as a guy trying to take pitches and work to count, do that kind of thing. So to me, that, that speaks to what you're going to go into next year or this coming season uh, when obviously teams are going to make adjustments to you. Right. And as we know, it's all a game of adjustments yeah, uh, sure. and doing that, that you seem equipped to be able to do that. Are you pretty confident that you're going to be able to counter what they bring to you this year? Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, you know, I have a great mentor in my dad. And, uh, you know, from a young age, he always told me to make adjustments. His game is all about adjustments. That was one of the things that he really preached. Um, so I've been doing that for, you know, for a pretty long time. Um, so, um, you know, going into this year, well, this past year was just mainly trying to get my feet wet and, and getting comfortable and, you know, being or, you know, being the catalyst, being that leadoff guy that takes pitches and, you know, gets on, gets on base a lot. I really took pride in and um, in that role, once it was more explained to me in depth and what they wanted and and all that stuff. So, um, yeah, I know, you know, they're going to make adjustments and I'm completely fine with that. Um, you know, they adjust, I got to adjust too. So um, whatever they throw at me or got at me, like, you know, you just got to roll with the punches. Had you been a leadoff hitter in the Astros organization? Yeah, I've, from day one, I was leadoff hitter. Um, but growing up, I was always a 3-4 hitter and had a lot of pop. Um, I bet everybody in the major leagues was growing up was a 3-4 hitter. Yeah, yeah, for the most part. <laughs> and a pitcher, you know. Right, right. So, um, actually, my dad, when I was – he was coaching us when I was uh, 14, I think, and he hit me leadoff because he wanted me to get more at-bats throughout the game. And um, nothing changed. I was just um, – hitting leadoff and uh, didn't really think of how big of a role um, or, or what it really meant until probably the past couple of years. Um, so, yeah, I, I take pride in leading off and doing all the little things to, you know, seeing pitches, you know, getting the pitch count up, you know, taking pitches, walking, um, getting on base, stealing bases. Um, that's a lot of that's, uh, that's stuff that I take pride in. So. You did a great job of meeting the challenges last year. What what are the challenges that you see going forward for 16 for you? Just following up what I did this past year. Um, you know, I think I set the bar pretty high for myself. Um, <laughs> I like, like, oh, like I said, I like challenges. So, um, you know, that's a challenge for me. Um, you know, get better in all aspects of my game. Um, you know, coming to spring training, ready to go. Uh, yeah, I don't really think I really need to change much. Um, you know, there's obviously some stuff that I need to improve on. But, um, yeah, I think that's the biggest challenge for me is just kind of just to 
you know, followed uh, my year last year. Do you see the possibility of incorporating a little more, a little more power, and or you think that's a, a danger as a leadoff hitter? Is it, you don't need to be swinging for fences, that type of thing. I think there's there's a time and place to swing for the fence. Um, and you did that a couple of times last year. Yeah, um, and for in, in my role, um, but for the main part, well, my dad he always told me that to hit line drives. Um, square the ball up and drive them into gaps and line drives turning the home runs. So I've always been a gap-to-gap -gap hitter. Um, if they go over the fence, they go over the fence. But uh, for the most part, I don't um, I don't try to hit home runs. I'm not going to change that because it's going to – all my mechanics just go out the window when I try right. to do that. Right. And, uh, Did your mechanics go out the window after that big home run, that first home run this year? Um, no. Actually, everything felt pretty good. Um as far as that went, but um, I don't know. I <laughs> I couldn't do that uh, every other time, though. Right. That was just that one specific time that kind of everything was in sync. When you uh, let me ask you about about bunting, because a guy with your speed, obviously, people are going to think, why, why doesn't this guy bunt at least once a game? And and, and you in your head, first of all, let me ask you this: Do you have the green light uh, on, on bunting? Yeah, for the most part. Um, Banny and, and Tony, our third base coach, they'll tell a, tell me when or when not to bunt um, or when they don't want me to. And um, sometimes I I do it, sometimes <laughs> I don't, <laughs> just because, um, you know, I made that a part of my game. And it's something I do take pride in. And I actually took pride in it um, 2012. Um, I didn't really know how to bunt. Never bunted in my entire life. And... Paul Rungi, he was uh, he was a manager for uh, rookie ball for the Braves for a long time. He he was our field coordinator in uh, in Houston, and we used to go out every morning spring training and bunt, and I hated it. <laughs> um, and then we started talking about you know all the positives that come out of bunting, and um, you know sacrificing yourself, moving runners, playing a small ball, and uh, you know that year. Um, you know, I tried to bunt once a game, and I had a lot, of, a lot of bunt hits, and it really helped my average, and it really helped my on base, and that was the year I, I stole 100 bases. So, you know, all those, all those little bunt hits, those extra times that I got on base, um, you know, it really opened my eyes to that, to that part of the game. And do you use uh, it as a if you're struggling a little bit? Do you use it as a catalyst for that? I'm, yeah, I'm, you know. Yeah, he also told me I should never slump because I can bunt. Yeah, right. So I should never go 0 for 10 or 0 for anything, really. Um, maybe 0 for in a game, but, you know, no no long. You've always got a way to work yourself out of it. Right, exactly. So yeah. when Banny tells you not to bunt and you bunt, what does he say when you come back to the dugout? <laughs> Can you say it? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> he doesn't really say anything. He's like, I, he's just. You get the basic, stare. Like, yeah, like I told you not to bunt. I'm like, well, I still did my job, but you know, there's, there's, you know, there's a time and place for it. Um, sometimes he wants me to swing the bat and try to drive the ball in the gap and score the runners. But you know, when I see a guy on first base and nobody out, like the first thing that comes to my mind is get him over any way I can, bunt, get him over, or get on base. And then, you know, then this man on first and second, no outs and more havoc comes on the base with, you know, guys like Chu and Beltre and Prince behind me. How would you describe the Banny stare? Intimidating. 
Um, do you stare back or do you look away? <laughs> <laughs> so it, it depends. It depends. Like, well, I know I'm wrong. I, you know, I kind of like a, like a little puppy, <laughs> <laughs> um, kind of shy away a little bit, but, um, you know, we've had our moments and he's well, you had him over now. a barrel last year cause he can't send you, can't send you down. Right. The real, no. You're a real five pick. Yeah, you got to stay up all season. <laughs> yeah, you're golden. Stuck, yeah. I was stuck with him all year. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I love Benny um, and his stare and his intimidation factor. I, I don't know. You saw the other side of it when he went out on the field that game in Houston and, and yeah. was going after AJ. And I, I think you talked to this about this with me a little bit, just what that, that particular incident did in terms of reinforcing how much this guy was, was really in your corner. Right, right. Um, you know, him being a new coach and coming to a new organization – um, I think we were all kind of waiting for a moment like that, um, you know, from his standpoint as a team, you know, to go out there and, um, you know, something so small <laughs> uh, turns in, into that. And um, I think it really brought us close together. Um, that might have been, you know, the, the climax of the season, um, you know, it took us where we were then to where we ended up, you know, it was uh it was a nice little run, and um, like I, I just think that it brought the chemistry to the team to a to another level. And um, knowing your manager has your back is always good. Kind of gives you more freedom to kind of you know whatever do, make mistakes or. How, how important is that? Um, you guys are major leaguers, you're professionals. How important is, is is that moment really to a team? I think it's it's, it's huge. Um, it's a it's a bonding moment, um, oddly to say. Um, but yeah, when you get a, your group of brothers out there and battling against somebody else, um, I think it really brings the team together. Um, depending on how you take it. Um, but yeah, just that that chemistry and that camaraderie and and all that stuff it uh i think it really elevated our team you know for the second half of the season whether it's narrative or not i mean to me it looked like you guys played with a lot more confidence and did play kind of and i don't mean this in a negative way carefree you know that that you were just going to go and let it hang out and and do what you needed all right so uh we talked about the fact that you about your offensive side now let me let's talk about a little bit about your on your defense. Now you, you were an infielder, and uh, and and I know you you probably played some outfield, but you basically brought up as a, as a second baseman. Right. Uh, so the the progression to play center field, obviously, that's not an easy thing to do. Uh, what do you feel like? What stage are you at as a center fielder? Do you you feel like you still have a lot of room to grow there, or, or what do you what do you think about your position? I think there there's always room to grow in any aspect. Um, you know, coming from I think it's easier going from the infield to the outfield. Um, the only thing that's been difficult for me is sometimes I I daydream <laughs> <laughs> in the outfield. Were you that kid out there, you know, uh, looking at daisies? butterflies, picking daisies? Yeah, yeah. Like when you're in the infield, especially in the middle infield, you're like the captain of everything. Um, you always got to pay attention to the pitches and all that stuff, and that was something that I got really used to. Uh, and then going to the outfield, it was kind of, I don't know, <laughs> I days out sometimes. Um, so that's something that, that I'm going to get better at 
um, try to be locked in every pitch. Um, but, yeah, I, I played center field in, in high school just because they needed somebody fast out there. Didn't really know what I was doing, just going and getting it. Um, but, yeah, this, this offseason, that's something that I really want to really improve on, um, you know, getting better reads and, and um, you know, taking better routes and doing all that stuff uh, to be a more efficient outfielder. Have, have you started – I know the, the plan was for you to start a – more aggressive long toss type program to, to build up some arm strength have you already started that or is that something that doesn't start until like january no i already started um derek and i we've been throwing a little bit okay um i'm trying to get on the, the pitcher program and <laughs> <laughs> see if uh if that can help um what's well, a different throw yeah it's definitely a different throw and then feel it's more short arm right um and now feel you know, when I throw, it comes out good, but it doesn't have that carry. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, throwing, what, 70 feet from the infield is a little different than, you know, going to the outfield and making those long throws. So, um, the one thing that I want to work at is, you know, getting some backspin on the ball and having to carry a little bit more. And there was, there was times where it felt like that, and uh, I made really good throws. And then there's other times where I'd rush or whatever. And uh, just short arm it, and it kind of just floats. When but, you re- yeah. when you release the ball, do you know? Um, yeah, for the most part, um, it rolls off those fingers good. Then you yeah, got, you yeah, know. yeah, um, yeah. Then a lot of it is how you grip the ball, and sometimes um, you grip it funny, and it cuts and does all types of stuff. Um, so really, just getting a feel and getting that feel of um, having to roll off my fingers is something that. Um, that I'm really working on this offseason. All right, now, who who in the American League is faster than you? Mm-hmm. Do we need to have a race? <laughs> you? Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 no. I mean, you know, <laughs> I mean I'm pretty fast. Um, I guess Altuve, he's, he's, uh, he's pretty, I mean, he can run really good. Um, even George, George can run Springer. Yeah, you know I came up with those guys. So anybody not on the Astros? <laughs> I don't. I really don't pay attention to anybody else. Um, you know those guys I just came up with, so I've got to see them firsthand. Uh, Why is the A's outfielder um, escaping my mind? But he can oh, run. Billy Burns. Yeah, Billy Burns. Billy Burns. He yeah, can run a little right. bit too. Yeah, yeah, he can run. He can run. He's a little scrappy, scrappy guy. Lorenzo Cain's uh, pretty fast. Lorenzo Cain is pretty fast. Yeah. I would take this guy. I, I'm, I'm going to say that this guy goes home to third as well as anybody I've seen. Yeah. Um, I, I I don't know what it is. I, I I don't know when you decide that you're specifically turning it on and going for third, but there is. It, it, it does seem like you go in an otherworldly type domain when you when you're going to go to third base. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't notice. I kind of just black out. Uh, <laughs> you know, when I have my mind set on where I want to go, you know, I just go all out. I think you cut bases really well. well that's yeah. well, that's, that's a real key, is yeah. yeah. I do. I do cut bases really well. There's been times where um, they've appealed uh, because they don't think I touched the base, but always nick it or touch it yeah uh, I, but going around part. i mean going around second you cut it really well that, that short. i would yeah. think that short stride actually helps you on, in those situations as opposed yeah. to the long striders yeah i mean I, i've been a short strider my whole, so i don't really realize or notice anything i just go out there and, and do it 
All right, bef- before yeah. we let you go, I know that for your birthday, and I know Emily Jones broke this big story, that you got a steamer, and that really made your day for your birthday. So <laughs> yeah. what kind of domestic items are you hoping for for Christmas this year? Um, I want a juicer. <laughs> okay. Uh, that's something that I do want for Christmas. Uh, You're a little different with your gift needs, aren't you? Yeah. You yeah, need I'm to not. explain the steamer thing. <laughs> And we're talking about a clothes steamer. We're not right, talking right, about a food right. steamer. Yeah. Um, well, I didn't, I don't have, like I grew up ironing my clothes and and all that stuff. And it's really kind of time consuming. Um, you know, I wake up really late and um, have to kind of rush to get to the field or whatever I'm doing. And the steamer, you just put water in it, plug it up, and then just go up and down and your, your clothes are... Wet. Wrinkle free, too. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, no, you're not in the box for showing up with wrinkles. That's what's most right, important. Right, yeah. show up and, yeah, luckily those guys aren't, they don't really pick on me about it. But, um, yeah, my, I always fold my clothes and I should probably start hanging them up, maybe. That would help, you know, get out, get the wrinkles out. <laughs> yeah, that's a but, good start uh, right there. Dude, my, yeah. my, my approach on that on the road is I'm only going to be here three days. And right. so I'm not, I'm not taking it out of the suitcase until I, until I need to put it on. Yeah, well, my dad, he, uh, when he used to travel, he used to roll his clothes. So, you know, that's... Your dad's got a lot of practical tips, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah. It's very good. Yeah, I don't, I don't bring my steamer on the road, though. Was this year, when, when your dad came to see you play this year in September, right after the minor league season, was that the first time he'd seen you play as a pro? Um, no, he, he came. Because a lot of people may not know he's managing at, the, right. at, at Louisville? Yeah, Louisville, yeah. the Reds AAA team. Um, when I was in Lexington in 2012, and he was, in, he was managing in Dayton, um, they had an off day. He came down and saw me play one time. Um, I think we had a doubleheader or something. Um, but he came and saw, and then um, he saw me spring training, and when we played um, the Reds at their played place. Played the Reds, okay. Uh, but this was the first regular season game, right? Is a first, pro as a major leaguer, yeah. Okay, so that was pretty. Uh, what what would so, it be like to play for him? That, um, I think it'd be pretty cool. Uh, <laughs> you know, the one thing I like about my dad is he he wouldn't treat me like I'm his son on the field um you know even when he coached me and i was playing bad he would hit me ninth like that was that was him until i got right. my my stuff together so um so was, he, ha- lover, was he harder on you than the I other mean, the other than your team no he, he treated everybody the same and um you know i always want to be treated the same um you know i don't want you know if you know if that were to happen and you know my dad was managing me you know i don't want people to Think that it was my dad, and I'm right, you know. So, if he gave you the note, don't bunt sign, and you bunted, would he give what would he would the stare be? Um, yeah, he would probably give me that too. Um, probably pull me in the back and you know, kind of just discuss, discuss. Um, but yeah, he would do that with anybody else. A one sided discussion, all right, Delano. We need to let you run. Thank you for spending some time. Uh, I will encourage everybody to. I'll give you a follow on Twitter at Lino DeShields, right? Lino yeah, DeShields. Yeah. Uh, the energy does come out in the tweets. It, <laughs> it definitely comes out. When you say we need to let him run, he'll outrun us all. That's right? correct. Okay. Thanks for another Thank you. bad pun, Barry. Yeah. Thank Thanks, you. Thanks, That's my job. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you.